Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. It's your boy, your main piece, Dave Neal. How are you guys today? Doing well? I'm going <laughs> to just have a <laughs> quiet moment there for you guys for to answer. Everyone's doing well. I'm with my co-hostess with the co-mostess, Tasha Courtney. Hello. How are you doing today? That sounds so... We've been hanging out for five days straight. I'm not going to ask how you're doing. You're doing fine. Um, yeah, I'm doing fine. Doing good. We just watched. It's Sunday over here at the household. What? You're already looking at the window. I just was thinking about this car that was looked you like get, they were going to drive I, away. Give me 20 minutes of focus and you're looking out the window. All right. Um, what's everyone doing? You doing all right? You're already mailing it in for Thanksgiving just like this podcast. <laughs> Just mail it. What are you looking at me for? This is why we got to get I'm the video up. I'm looking at you because we're talking to each I'm other. I'm already got to turn your mic down. Um, I, it's the pre-Thanksgiving episode here at Sex Actually. Everyone's at home putting their cranberry sauce together, which, by the way, very underrated side dish, if I might say. People just mail in the cranberry sauce. Yeah, they just use that canned stuff, but yours is yours is a nice cranberry sauce. Let me give you guys a quick lesson on cranberry sauce. It it literally is the glue that binds your Thanksgiving. And if you're listening listening internationally and you don't understand what Thanksgiving is, it's just a day to get high with your family. Food high. Food high. Weed high. Whatever it is. Get high with your family. It's uh, We express gratitude. It's one of the only holidays. Express gratitude and argue about politics and eat too much and watch yeah, football. Yeah, we always argue with the Uncle Dan about something. My family would just eat and pass out usually. Like, That's usually what we do too. Watch football, eat and pass out. Luckily, the conversation is like going on in the next room over. So there's no pressure on you to perform and you can just pass out after you've had too much food. Everyone like unbuttons their top button of their jeans and like sprawls out on the couch and then wakes up two hours later and has leftovers. Yeah, that's it. And for your leftovers, may I suggest cranberry sauce. So what I like to do, you take a shit ton of sugar, you boil it down in the water you add your cranberries. You wait till they pop, right? The cranberries pop. That's when you know they're cooking. And then you add diced, and this is important, diced and pureed pears, oranges, and apples. Fucking fantastic. You add your lion's share of nutmeg and cinnamon, because that's your pumpkin pie smell, right? And then you're pretty much good to go. Yeah, and it's, I mean, yeah, you use a bunch of sugar, but at least you're getting some real fruit in there, too. tart as fuck. I have an actual recipe if anyone wants a real recipe. Maybe I'll post that to the Sex Actually page. Yeah, you should post it up on Instagram or something. It's important to know. I mean, and the reason I started with my amazing cranberry sauce was because my mom, you know, we had like 40 people coming over for Thanksgiving. And my mom gave me the shitty side dish. She was like, all right, Dave, can she I trust you? She didn't trust you? you with anything else. She was like, can I trust you with the cranberry sauce? She, asked, she said all condescendingly. I was like, yeah, you can trust me. And this was like 10 years ago. And ever since then, if I'm not around town, they like just wonder. Because no, one, no one's making cranberry sauce that way. No one's dicing pears and pureeing them. Well, I think when you're trying to prep a whole Thanksgiving meal and, you know, normally how we do it in my family is everybody kind of brings a dish and they divvy out like who's doing what. But still, the person hosting is doing a ton of work and making multiple dishes. So for the person hosting, like they're going to cut corners where they can. And so if they can just like buy a pre-made pumpkin pie. Where they can of cranberry sauce. Yeah. You know, the things that like are sort of. 
you know, you can kind of already. It's just a different, get them. yeah. It's just the cranberry sauce in the can. It's just a different beast. It's not the same thing. So if you don't, ew, cranberry sauce is gross. If you haven't homemade it yet, all I'm saying is, try Give it, it a try. Give it a try. Um, and this is actually our first Thanksgiving together with family. With your family. With any family. We've really? we've only done friendsgiving. Two years ago. No. We did a no, 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 no. Yeah, we've done we've done nothing but friendsgivings. Wow. This is actually only our second. This is our third Thanksgiving together. But where was two Thanksgivings ago? I don't remember. Me either. Yeah, it's gone. It's lost. It's gone. We we have no idea. I, I can't remember that far. Anyway, the point is, I, I found an article. Um, I wanted to pull up here for all of our sex actually listeners, and for you, Tasha. This article is called "Thanksgiving: How to Win Over Your Romantic Partner's Family." Oh, so you're going to give me some pointers right now? I know. I know my family's on the fence about you. So I wanted <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to know some pointers. Okay, so Your have, sister commented on one of my photos just like two days ago. Why haven't you put a ring on it yet? Yeah, she's probably drunk. She was probably <laughs> drunk with her, her children. I feel like being a mom can either make you sober or drunk. I think she's the drunk. If you're listening, Chase, um, you found out how to use podcasts. <laughs> and you're probably not listening. <laughs> Because you've got too many photos on your phone. <laughs> I, I've got this sister who every time she has to take a photo, she has to delete 10. That, that's a f- Dave, can you come by and teach me how to use the cloud? No, I won't teach you how to use the cloud. I want to rip my own eyeballs out. Anyway, here's your tip number one. Do for, you know how to use the cloud? Because I don't know how to use the cloud. I mean, I'm sure I could figure it out, but I know I've They've got- made it really complicated. It's like a... Th- it's like... It's not free anymore. Like, it's only free to a certain size. So if you have any shit on your phone, it's just going to... Anyway. I think I I pay for the cloud, but I've never once logged into it. I don't know how to use it. If anyone wants to hack into Tasha's Please cloud... don't. <laughs> you'll see a bunch of dog photos. That's it. It's going to be the most boring... Like, if you were ever in the fappening, it would just be, like, photos of, like, the food you ate and... The, it would be, like, 65 selfies in a row. And like, Like, 65 legs. ugly ones. Anyway, number one, don't come empty-handed. You heard it here, folks. Call ahead. Find out what to bring. I told the family you're doing biscuits. I'm doing cranberry sauce. Number two. Are you sure you want me to do biscuits? Because number two. I wanna... Be well rested. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that be well rested so that you can like you have your wits about you when you're trying to keep conversation with a bunch of strangers. Number three. Lay off the booze. Okay. Well, this article sucks. Um, Unless you're anxious. You've got social anxiety. No, you don't have to lay off the booze. you have a little booze. Booze, you have to lay off the booze if it's your first time meeting someone's family. It's your first time doing Thanksgiving, but they've met you like 18 times. Number four, have an escape plan. That's smart. And it says, before you arrive, make a plan with your partner. Have a strategy that includes emergency exits, secret calls for help, timeouts. We have that once in a while. We'll have like a safety word if like we're with company that we're not too sure about. Yeah, that's a that's actually a really great idea. That way you can do like a nonverbal sort of communication, like get me out of this situation or like maybe we just need a break for a little while, especially if it's an all day affair. Which it will be. We My Thanksgiving is a sunrise to well past sunset. It's an excursion when you come from New England. I mean, we're the, this is the home of Thanksgiving. This is Pilgrim Rock type of shit. This is New England. You're Plymouth lucky. Rock. Plymouth Rock. There you go. There it is. Number five, help out. You'll score more points doing dishes or clearing a table than trying to impress your in-laws with your knowledge of Wikipedia. Always, always, always help out. Number six, take a break. Slip away for some fresh air. All right, number seven, avoid hot topics. Oh, that's a tough one. Topics like politics or religion are great for talk shows, but terrible for holiday dinners. Well, that only works if everyone 
does the same if no, but everyone avoids hot right, topics. Right, but here's what's important. It says do not allow yourself to get pulled into those conversations. Change the subject. Like you're not going to be the one who brings something up, but you're going to be the one who chimes in. And I'm telling you right now, don't. <laughs> it's not worth it. You don't need to know what my cousins and uncles think. Just like I know you're for, for your deep Kentucky family, if they're listening, love you guys. I don't need to know what their thoughts are. Like we just come from different places. And that's fine. Well, I think it's it makes you sound sort of like a douchebag to be like, I don't need to know. I think a little bit of understanding and open-mindedness could help all of us out a little bit. Your uncle got me a hat from a truck stop. What are you talking about? For Christmas. What are you and talking about? And I'm cool about? with that. But that's I don't need to know what his polit- political beliefs are. I got his truck stop hat. It's f- lovely. Stop touching that. It's making noise. Sorry. <laughs> Anyway, my point is, yeah, you don't need, you don't, you can have whatever conversations you want with the people in my family that think like you, which is most are like on the liberal side, but don't even try to but talk. But this sounds like a, the same poisonous stuff that everybody's talking about is like, you can't just live in your own bubble. You have, we have to learn how to talk to each other and not be offensive and not be all like, you know, hit, what is it? Hair raised. Like you got to. Learn to listen and Not understand politics and religion. You're going to an Irish Catholic house. We don't talk religion. Well, if I'm it's not a, if it's interested not ours. in talking. I'm just saying. Do you have all your prayers ready? Do you know how to do the Our Father? No. Oh, shit. You didn't memorize the Our Father? I'm, I'm not Catholic. Holy fuck. All right. You need to know the Our Father. I'm not doing that. For those listening, peace be with you. I'll um, just lower my head and... And close my eyes and not say anything. No, That's fine. On Thanksgiving, the tradition is everyone says a verse from the Our Father You're around full the table. Of shit. That's how it works. Well, then I get saying, a pass. You better be ready to go. I laminate a copy. Save it. Number eight. Think time limited. For goodness sake, don't stay too long. If you do, plan like... Well, we booked a seven-day trip. That's not true. We'll be there for long enough to enjoy it, though. Number nine, don't play therapist. The holidays are not the time to try to resolve ancient family conflicts. Keep it light. Don't be dragged into family history or unresolved... I feel like that's a lesson for you. You're always trying to band-aid your family. My family really makes me sad. Like, I just love them so much, and it just doesn't feel like we're going in the right direction. That's so sad. Like, I had a dream the other day of my brother Jack, 13, right? And I had a dream where, like, I I wish I wish you could have been awake to see if I was moving around in my dream. But I gave him a hug, and I started crying in my dream. And that's just, like, what that meant to me was I don't trust, like, that I'm not with them every day. Like, I don't trust that everyone's okay. It's just, you know what I mean? Have you ever had a dream like that where you just think your family's, like, not go like you're just like helplessly not helpful i had a dream the other day and i text my brother about it but it's very similar it was one of those where you're hugging somebody and they're crying or like you're hugging somebody and you're crying and um i think he was much littler he wasn't he you know he's a little older now but he was a baby in my dream and he had a booger on his nose and I was like picking the booger off his nose to clean him up and he started crying either because he was embarrassed or Whatever I don't remember, but then I felt so bad. So, what do you think the like subconscious is? Like, what do you what do you? I think that probably just means that you miss them. Is it is it just I miss my family? Yeah, I I mean, I just saw my brother recently. You want to be able to show them love. You want to be able to like you want them to feel your love, and I think it's hard when you're long distance 
to really like phone calls don't do it like presents don't really do it yeah. it's like it's different than being there being present getting to hug someone every day getting to show them how much you love them every single day and i think um you know sometimes we families don't show love that well well we're normally. we're hard on ourselves too for you know who not hugs being their there. family less who hugs less your parents or my parents we never who, who have you hugged up. but like have my fa- parents hugged you they hug. Has Luke hugged you, my stepdad? Yeah, I th- I want to say that pretty much everyone, when we greet each other nowadays, we hug. Your family or mine? Both. Yeah, but I don't hug your your dad. You don't hug my dad? I don't think so. Why? I think I I've think, seen you hug my dad. I usually go out for the handshake, and if they have, and let them decide. <laughs> you should just hug. I don't know. I think it's nice. I I once I was on my own, you know, as an adult. I started to sort of feel bad about um, how little you like physical to... affection my family showed each other growing up. And I think I just decided that I wanted to break those barriers. And so I started always saying I love you every phone conversation. Really? And always. Yeah. And trying to always hug because we didn't really have that. We, we, I don't know. We have it. But like when I hug my younger brothers, you can kind of feel them wanting to push away. That's like the younger brother feeling like because I, I can like bear hug them every time. But I feel well, like and hugs are like a little uncomfortable, but, but they kind of like push away that. in the way that's like, oh, stop, get off me. But it's like they're not really pushing away. I think it's well, just like yeah. the dynamic of like having a big brother who's like years ahead. I mean, I'm 11 years older than one brother and 18 years older than the other. So I'm just like that loser brother. And I just I just whenever I go home. So like I was home about a month and a half ago and home for me is across the country. It's Rhode Island. So I live in LA. So it's hard to get home. This is my first Thanksgiving going home since I moved out here. And Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. There's no gift exchange. There's no expectation of anything. It's just a day where people say what they're thankful for. And my family, we go around the table and say, and we're, say yeah, uh, we go around like the table. You're putting a lot of pressure. We on say me. what we're thankful for. And if they don't do it, I start it. I think it's so gratitude so important and it's a simple thing, but it really falls in line with the laws of attraction, which are just like, be grateful for what you have. More of that will come to you. And sometimes you have to be grateful for what you don't have and in, in appreciate that it's on the way to be grateful for the abundance that you do have to create more of it. And in my family, it's like, don't worry about the shortcomings because there are a lot. So I was home like a month ago. And my family's been weird. My my mom and my stepdad have been weird with hanging out with my aunts and uncles. My mom's one of eight, and the other aunts and uncles live in the same town. But my mom, they just haven't. They've been busy, you know. She's so she's been super busy with like keeping her own house in order, and didn't want to go like to the family dinner at the other house. So like I went and chose to go to the other house, and my mom was like, "All right, be back by six so we can have dinner here." And I was like half an hour late, and I felt really bad. Just that, like, I chose that, like, I did, you know, I didn't want to deal with the stress that kind of my mom puts on a lot of things. Like, when she's stressed, the whole family's stressed. Like, the mood is, like, central around her. She is, like, the fucking sun this, of this solar system. Like, she really is. And, and I get home, and I was half an hour late, and no one was like, hey, you're late, what the fuck? And it was my brother and my stepdad and my mom just sitting quietly at the table, just waiting for me. And there was, like, a cute, like family dinner there you know what i mean like there was like just you know it just felt like home but not my home it was weird i felt very but i just felt bad 
Well, yeah, I think it put, kind of put you in an awkward position to know that, like, your your extended family was putting on a dinner partly because you were home and they wanted to spend time with you and they wanted to get the family together. And you didn't want to miss out on that. You know, you love those people, too. But um, it, you know, it's, it's a delicate balance sometimes. I think getting older, you realize that your parents are just people. Yeah. They're not like up on this pedestal. Like when we're kids, we think that our parents are superheroes and they've got it all figured out and they do everything right, but they don't always. And I think it's it's therapeutic to recognize that and just be okay with each your parents as flawed individuals and yeah. and loving them for and it. And they're they're not pieces of shit. They're great people. They really are. Like Luke'll my stepdad'll do anything for anybody. If they ask, or even if they don't ask, he'll just be like, how do I make this happen for you? Like they're good people, but it's just like, yeah, it's just like this weird feeling that they're not going to be okay. I don't know. It's, it's like, there's, it's, it's a real feeling I have that I don't have for myself and I'm the asshole living far away from everyone else. Well, yeah, I'm worried about them. You have that feeling because you live far away, and they're just getting old. It's just weird. It's weird when people get old, because like Jack, my brother's 13. He's so young. My mom had him in her 40s. Like they're not parent. Like they're like, it's so strange. My mom had me and my sister when she was 21, and then Jack when she was 41. So like she was literally the young mom, young single mom for us. And you know she know I mean she you know she's a grand you know she's a grandmother of three boys that my sister has, so it's just like, oh I don't know it just but yeah, uh, you know we didn't even get to finish this stupid list but the whole point was, you know don't try to, <laughs> don't play therapist and here I am being like what do I do like how do when I go home with my family like feel like they are, that like I want. I I think the whole point of what the list was saying is like, don't try and band-aid it. Don't try and fix it. Just let everybody be themselves. Let, let it play out. Let them do their things. You know, don't try and get to the bottom of their problem. It's just like, they're just people and they're just, they're doing their thing. Yeah. And it's just annoying yourself the best you can. And that's all you're in charge of. I know. And they're always sweet to us, but it's just like, the annoying part is that we have such a large family that it used to be everyone would cram into one house. You'd make multiple turkeys at different places and you'd have literally 40, 50 people. Well, my aunt and uncle are having the Thanksgiving dinner at their place and my, and we're not going over there because we've got like my stepdad has his two daughters that have like kids. Like there's like the family's so big now that we've like had to like decide and you know, we're flying in. I, I'm not going to disown my mom to go eat at my uncle's house. But maybe, you know, I, but it's like, I are, you know, you've, you've seen this coming for like two years where like I was slowly being torn in different directions. I got my sister who's got three young boys and they're just so wanting, like, I, I don't know why they think we're so, so much fun, but like, <laughs> it's just, it's like, I know we're going to be home for a whole week and it's already like, Oh, what you're the already fuck? stressed about trying to see everyone. Yeah. yeah stress. I'm excited. I'm excited more than anything, but I'm also like, how oh, can we just, and and my family is not the fight during the holidays family. It, it, this is purely coming from me. You know what I mean? They're like they're they're really not like the you know I. Whenever people talk about their family, they're like, oh geez, you know, there's so many people. A lot of comics I know that don't have good relationships with their family, and they're like, 
oh man, I hate holidays, this and that. It's like, no, I love my family, your family. They're all good people. It's not like that. It's just a matter of like wondering, you know, how do, how do we, how do you do the holidays without letting the stress get the most of it? Like, you know, and you know, like we, it's well, going to, I think you have to identify your stressors just the same way that I have to identify my stressors, like packing the night before, you know, yeah, we're, we're different on that. So like, I know where, m- what my stress point is. And so I try and plan ahead to treat those situations with extra love or extra time or whatever happens for you. I think you need to identify what your stressor is and figure out how you're going to manage it. Yeah, and I still don't really know what it is that's stressing me out other than just just like going home. And You know, when I was home a month ago or a month and a half ago, it was like I was going to my buddy's memorial. So I was like I had all this like sort of anger that none of my family was going to the memorial with me. Like no one had decided to like be a part of it. I think I was just like feeling my emotions and not attacking my family about it, but also not – Like, I wasn't attacking them, but, like, they also didn't really help me out much. No one was like, hey, we're there for you. And and grief specifically is such a hard thing to manage. Like, even for me, when I went home for my grandma's funeral earlier this year, that was a really tough time for me. And even though I had my family around, you know, they were kind of all dealing with their grief, too. And it was, I wished that I had you there as sort of, like, um, just a helper and you thought i wasn't i was by the phone i know that's like a saying now since we have cell phones but i was literally by the phone being like i want to be i wanted to be there for you but i also didn't want to be like in your way because like you're only going to be home having face-to-face conversations with these people for a few days versus like you i knew you were coming back to me and so i think you know it worked out just fine but in your situation it was the same thing i think that you were just dealing with your grief and you probably wished that you had someone to help you manage the grief and your family wasn't really filling those shoes for you so you you were annoyed yeah, and it's just like, I guess you have to learn what your family's for and what they're not for. And of course, that would be like the number one thing you think they're for. But they're just like, you know, they're, they're, they're like you said, they're just flawed people. And I think that and the important thing is to not, you know, my ego, it wasn't my ego. Ego would have been like, fuck you, fuck this. I was sad. And they were sort of there for me, but also maybe I wasn't good as like an adult showing them that I was hurting. Or or just telling them because you can't expect people, especially people who don't live with you 24-7, who don't necessarily like read your signs, you can't expect them to know how it is you're feeling and what you need. You really have to spell it out. And I think that that's something that you sort of, well, that all of Family us- Family struggle with spelling it out. We struggle with, as children, telling our parents what we need. Or at least I do. I didn't grow up in a situation where- we talked about our feelings or where we asked for help. And so as an adult, if you realize, I think a lot of people are sort of like having a kind of awakening where they're putting like their emotional and spiritual health at the forefront. Oh yeah. And so we're, we're kind of experimenting with new ways to make sure that we are getting what we need. And so like you and I, we tell, we try to, to spell it out for each other, to tell each other exactly how we're feeling and what we need from the other person so that hopefully we can provide it. And I think that that's a tough thing to do to your parents. One, because you don't want to be a burden. And also it's sort of like a, it's a flip flop from the traditional parent child relationship. So 
you know you yeah something happens the the world gets flipped on its axis at some point mm-hmm. like i'm like i'm looking at my stepdad being like as such a great guy as he is he has never taken care of his body and i'm like shit what the fuck you know you're born in 1955 like you know what i mean you're you own a company everyone's reliant on you yeah but it's not your place as the child to really tell them that no, and they know that like, you know, but yeah, it's, it's, you worry, you worry about like, I, I wonder, I think that there's a lot of resistance before like something big happens, like spiritually. And I think my family's like, I'm positive that, that it's a healthy direction. Now what you now you know, where I come from, Irish Catholic, at least my family, which is stereotypical for a lot of other Irish Catholics is, you know, they grew up with pierced lips. The dads didn't hug them. You know, it was real, real old school shit. So like when my family goes around the table and when my aunts and uncles, when they say what they're grateful for, a lot of them have a hard time because it's, they're not used to saying it. And it's crazy because we, the voice is so powerful and it's one thing like a lot of times when we pray and i like want you to say things that I'm saying because I want you I want you to say what you're thinking yeah saying out loud is different than like a silent prayer that's like a silent wish that's sort of still sort of trapped in your heart or trapped inside your body saying it out loud is putting it out there it's hard the sometimes to say certain and it's things very emotional for a lot of people it's very emotional gratitude is tied up in in emotions the appreciation i mean i could you know you, you could you could look at family that have helped you along like you can look back i, I know one when we were in new york once you were telling me the story about how how boone that your dog when he was a puppy wasn't allowed into this new place you were renting out yeah and you got so like you went so back into that beautiful moment of tears and i don't get to see that do i you see me cry up way more than i see you and it was a beautiful thing and it's like the, our spirit is living in the moment but it's also so connected to these things from our past and how do we appreciate the good ones but also like you got to shed the bad like the the shit like you know me growing up before my mom married my stepdad just a quiet home my mom and my sister would bitch all the time because my sister is really a tough real tough on my mom like they're you know moms and daughters really have a war there's something in the in dna of that like i know you probably given your parents a rough time but it so anyway so just growing up in this like real like kind of dark place and then all of a sudden i got a stepdad who's like super charismatic and loving with like no like yeah everyone's got flaws but no like you know car salesman vibe to it just i mean in the 20 years since i've known him there's never been a catch to like hey let me do this for you but i'm waiting for something in return it's selfless and that's and that was so important to learn that that can exist but um but yeah so like it's so it's hard my family it's tough when 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 we get together but it always it's my favorite holiday it's just great to talk about what you're appreciative of and we went so for the man on the street videos that i do for the social man we went on to a venice boardwalk and just asked people like to tell us one thing that they were grateful for and of course we put couples on the spot so most of the guys were like oh my girlfriend whatever and some chick was like oh i'm grateful that my boyfriend paid for my new tits like that's exactly what she said so we got plenty of answers but most people said the simplest thing i'm grateful for my friends and family and it's you know it's just important 
that's why to me it's such a crazy awesome holiday because yeah like you know you well, can it brings people together it brings together the people that you love and that you appreciate and then you bring together the people you found like you to to me you found me i found you <laughs> just lying on the street I picked up this girl <laughs> naughty hair and just rags and brought you to the riches <laughs> <laughs> and here we are in our studio apartment um, but no, it's it's good, and I'm glad we're gonna share it together. And we just uh, we had a fun weekend. We went to a friend's wedding. Yeah, we did last night. They got married at a house, a uh, a mansion. I'll say, thirty one million. I love to Google addresses, right? You Googled the address. Yeah, but I don't like to admit it because I feel like it's super tacky. But well, you it Google, was it was like Great Gatsby. It looked like we were at Downton Abbey. You Google the address, and it's the thirty because you want to know like dress well, code. I Where am I going? Know if it was going to be inside or outside, so I wanted to know what sort of property it was. It was a home, so I figured we were going to be thirty one million dollar home. Outside. Oh, just unneeded. The doors were so tall. I was in love with it. I don't think it's unneeded. I, I aspire to that one day. I'm going to put it on my vision board. Say it out loud. You Rags to riches, babe. <laughs> That's what you said. $31 million home. <laughs> yeah, riches. Our 900 square foot apartment. <laughs> you could literally fit like there. Like, I don't know. This Anyway, it was nice. The only bad part about this wedding, it, they had an outdoor dance floor. And the only bad part was the fucking five-year-old kid. Just, I hate, I said it a million times last night, but I have to say this for the audience. I hate when a five-year-old thinks he can control the dance floor. Yeah, that happens. That's one of those things that happens at every wedding where like the little kid becomes like the star of the wedding. But you know why? It's always the ring bearer guy. No, but look. Here's here's why people love it. And, you know, for whatever reason, I want to say that you're just jealous that they're getting all the attention. But here's why people love it is because kids are so uninhibited. You know, they don't feel like they're not on the dance floor feeling like um, nervous or embarrassed, like that they look stupid or self-conscious. He was gyrating his hips, doing like reverse plank moves. He looked like, um, what is that, Jennifer Lopez back in the day? She had like the chair and the the water bucket. I don't I don't know what it's from. I just know it's really iconic. Right? Yeah, but this is a five-year-old boy that we're all like... And, and you but know, he's just getting it. That's what people love about it, is that he's completely uninhibited. I, he's not self-conscious. He's just out there feeling himself, doing thing, his moves, rolling around on the dance He did it 25 seconds into floor. the first dance of the night. He was already <laughs> hogging up the dance floor. Those and I just, kids have been waiting I just to wanted dance some like fat uncle to step backwards and squash his hand and just teach him a lesson. That's all I wanted. Just to be like, look, no one cares about you. Like he wasn't even like the fucking bride's son. He was nothing. He he had nothing to do with the place. Yeah, he was I, just, I think he was the son of the woman. Who yeah, so it. he was basically a multi come from a multi million dollar home, and he can just think he can break dance in his backyard. No, didn't buy it, not at all. So if you're listening, Jesse, this one's for you. <laughs> I was like, and I, I I said it too. I was like, I need to know that kid's name. I need to know his real first name. Jesse, blonde, blonde, nice hair. I think he just looked like the kid that would like punch me when I was yeah, a the age. kid that like made fun of you when you were little. I never got beat up or anything, but I was I was always growing up. I was always the cool kid's best friend. That that was my little like um, anti-hero story. I was never like the loser, but I was the cool kid's best friend. So like I never got the lead role in the in the elementary yeah, school play. The I was supporting. just the ensemble. <laughs> it was true. Like my like my my friend Stephen, he got to play um. 
he got to play Lewis and Clark or one of them, you know, we we're doing Lewis and we we're doing like whatever. And I got to play like an, you know, an Oregon trail, like junkie or something. You know what I mean? Like some like loser just fixing <laughs> You're just the somebody wagon. in the wagon. Yeah. I'm in just the like the oxen just, just taking a shit on the side of the highway. Anyway, so we're not going to, this is going to be an abbreviated episode. So Friday night I ran into our friend Jay Lee. Oh. Now, Jay Lee, I told you that. Jay Lee and I met in Phoenix almost three years ago when we were both on the way to New York City from L.A. We got to Phoenix, huge blizzard in New England. This was January 2014, um, right? Yeah, 2014. So we got stuck in Phoenix, and we like had to find a different flight and do all this crazy shit just to make it home, and I documented it. I recorded a lot of audio of it, and it's yeah. Um, didn't you put it on the podcast? It's a flight episode. So that episode aired almost three years ago. I'm gonna include it in this episode. So that's gonna be the second half of this episode. I just wanted to sh- I wanted to share it again. I ran into Jay Lee. We ran into him at a Christmas party last year. We see him randomly. He wrote for the Cleveland show, and now he's gonna be on Seth MacFarlane's new sitcom on Fox. So he's gonna come. He's gonna have to jump on the podcast. So I thought it was. It's always really cool when you run into random people, like a dude I randomly met that we both like, kind of vetted each other. I'm like, oh, you're cool. I'm cool. Cool. And like, we spent like a day trying to, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles. We literally flew, train, bus, hiked, slush, just to get to New York City to see um, see our friends and family. So anyway, I ran into him and I was like, oh, dude, I want to re-air that because there's so many people who listen to this podcast that don't listen to the old stuff. And we go way back, right? So we're on episode 177 or some crazy shit like that. So this was literally, I don't know what episode it was, but I'm going to just put it into this one um, because this is a short episode. And uh, we'll have a we'll have a Black Friday episode coming to you. Maybe we'll do that when we're on the road or something. Who knows? Who knows what kind of schedule? It's hard, it's hard to do two hours a week sometimes during the holidays, but we're going to bank some episodes. We've got a ton of fun guests. If you have any friends or people that you think should listen to this, podcast send it to them let's keep building the following we're uh we're doing really good i just want to like really hit the end of the year running you know we're about to hit two hundred thousand total downloads which will be a ton of fun i want to get that by the end of 2016 so for everyone listening if you enjoy this um i just thank you so much for being on the ride it's an episode of gratitude that's what it is and it's hard it's hard for me to envision who's listening because i know for you guys you're just throwing some shit on while you're in the car or the subway or you know doing your laundry and some some people you connect with, some people you don't. One day I get an, you know a call from you know an email from Brazil telling me I'm se- it's sexist actually, and then the next day I get a rating from another girl in Brazil, Marina, which I don't think is our friend Marina. I think it's a separate Brazilian Marina. Did you see that one? I thought it was our friend Marina. I don't think so. Really? I don't think it was her. And she wrote like, "Not everyone in Brazil hates you" or something. <laughs> so thank you for that review that we got from Marina in Brazil. I don't think it was our friend because she I asked her and she didn't get back to me. So. I think there are more than one marinas from Brazil. And then we got another email from someone saying, keep doing what you're doing. So more positive than negative. Uh, your reviews Thanks, are amazing. That. Yeah, we appreciate it. I'm so grateful for it. I want to, I want to, I'm a little greedy. I want it to be a lot bigger, but um, maybe this is the size it's supposed to be, right? So, it's you know. All, you said it yourself. It's about appreciating what you have. You got to appreciate your tiny Hollywood apartment before you move into your giant Hollywood mansion. And I will say this. I, I do have a lot of pride with the size of our of the listenership. I mean, most podcasts, they say, uh, last on average of seven episodes. 
because I because they all quit. People. Well, you blew that out of the water. I blew that out of the water. One seventy seven. So people quit this thing real easy because they see like, oh shit, eight people downloaded it, and you realize like two of those are from your iPhone and your iPad. You know, you're trying to like boost the numbers, <laughs> and it's true. It's like it's really hard to find people who relate to you. And on this, it's like we're trying to all like teach each other shit. I guarantee I wasn't meaning to get all teary eyed and get all like spiritual on this talk, but that's just how I felt today. <laughs> I think that people appreciate that. People appreciate uh listening to something that's real. Well it's easy for me to it's easy for me to have other people on and really dissect their shit. And it's not often that you turn the tables on yourself. I can t- <laughs> I can talk about us pretty easily, but sometimes about my family talking about thinking about my brother does that mean that you care less about me than you care about your family i think it means i have more hope for us because <laughs> i because i'm here and i'm in control most of the time i mean we're in control and we're you know well you're also in close proximity so you can keep an eye you know you can kind of check in and keep tabs every I just day and be, know that we're going in the right direction i think everyone wants this but i just want to have like that security like whenever i think like if i won the lottery everyone's like what would you do the first thing i think of is like take my family on like a cruise C- buy your mortgage right Why off do you like, always want to go on a cruise I, I can think of a way better vacation than a cruise. I, but i want to do that like i just i just everything i want is for my everyone to be together and i think that what i realized during the holidays is that it's just tough when we're not and I know this will be the third Christmas where I'm with your family and I get to see my family. Like, so I haven't done my family Christmas, but I'm not, you know, sad about that. It, it's great that your family takes me in. They actually give me better presents. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, but anyhow, this is about gratitude and um, don't shy away from your family. It's the only one you got. So. No, and you, you've got to love them and appreciate them while they're there. I think everybody can relate that it's especially just getting older and moving away. I think our generation has kind of left their hometowns and moved into cities. Not everyone, obviously, but I think um, the economy and stuff, people have kind of had to venture out in search of standing on their own two feet. And um, it's, it's really tough. It's tough to leave your family. It's It's tough tough to not be able to check in on them every single day. It's tough to not be able to give them a hug every single day. So it's important that when you do get that opportunity, don't squander it. I mean, hug them harder, yeah, hug them longer, and tell it. them how much you love them and appreciate them. And take and really a photo, post it on Instagram. You don't even have to put a filter on it. It's your family. No one's judging you. Tag us in the photo. I want to see. I want to see the cranberry sauce you guys have made. And hey, if you have extra cranberries, this is what I want to do this year. We'll end on this. There's a new, there's a cranberry relish, jalapeno, and corn that I think would go great with your Didn't leftovers. We try that. I don't think we ever actually made it, but it's got like mint cranberry it's like cran- it's like diced cranberry you don't cook it the same way it's more like a dry relish but i want to try that i want to have different um i'm like the bugga bubba sh- uh, bubba gump shrimp of cranberries you can saute cranberries steam it up relish it put it on anyway um so so yeah everybody take a picture with your family tag us on sex actually tell us what you're grateful for and enjoy your thanksgiving and i'm gonna preface this re-recording of my plane journey as a what did I call this? It's like a it's like a one man documentary of sound. That's what it is. You'll hear airplane noises going off and me talking to flight attendants and me meeting Jay Lee. So the guy you meet on this is a guy that I still see out in LA. It's just a lot of it's just for me it's it shows you how small the world is when you start linking up with the good people out there. So happy Thanksgiving everybody. 
Bye. Happy this is an interesting podcast. This is not what we normally do. I just uh, had a flight from L.A. to the East Coast during a snowstorm, and I just started recording a lot of audio during the trip. Met some really cool people. Um, sat between a guy from Germany and another guy who just got out of rehab. I met a girl who blows glass, glass blower and a sculptor in Brooklyn. I met a guy from St. Louis who lives in L.A. as a writer-director. I met a Mormon couple. Uh, it was interesting. and um, Or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. It was interesting to me. Um, anyway, uh, it was a long day and a half of traveling. And uh, I took uh, like five hours of audio and I put it together in a little half hour for you. So hope you enjoy. And thanks. So I'm stuck in Phoenix, Arizona. It's 11 a.m. Tuesday, I think the 21st. And um, I had a 6 a.m. flight out of LAX. And then I got to Arizona and my flight to New York was canceled. So fuck you, snow and Hurricane Janice. It's like a fucking dusting and they cancel all flights to the East Coast. Um... It just hit me that I have my podcast equipment with me, so if I don't make this next flight, I'm going to set up my podcast at gate A2 in Phoenix, Arizona, at the U.S. Airways Terminal, and then they can go suck their dicks. Um, I feel like I'm going to have to track this battle. Here's my plan. I got a flight to Charlotte, North Carolina. That's the closest I could get to New England. So I'm going to fly to Charlotte, North Carolina, and then I'm taking a bus to New York City. Overnight bus, 12 hours. I'm going to buy a bottle of Shiraz, two-buck chuck, and a bottle of generic NyQuil. I'm going to pass the fuck out. That's what I'm going to do. That's my game plan. I had two bus options. I went to gotobus.com. They said you could take ABC Bus Line, whatever the fuck that is, or I could take um, Oriental Spirit. No, no, it's called Oriental Pearl. <laughs> I was like, um, let's pass on the Oriental Pearl. I don't want anything that sounds like Pirates of the Caribbean meets, you know, some sort of Chinese buffet. I feel like the you know, in-bus meal at Oriental Pearl would be, you know, a cup of ramen noodles, ramen noodle soup. That's a flat tire. Anyway, so I'm hoping to get a bus out of Charlotte tonight. Hoping to make it to my shows in New York tomorrow. Uh, who knows? Sometimes you just got to say, what the fuck? We can't control this. Everything's canceled. Oh, they told me if I don't get this flight that I have to wait here till Thursday. I feel like Tom Hanks in the terminal, but there's no Catherine Zeta-Jones here to save me. Just stuck alone with a beanie on and a podcast equipment like a fucking asshole. Anyway, I'll keep you guys updated on how Oriental Pearl turns out. Fuck my life. It's so funny watching other people miss their flights when you've already missed yours. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like misery loves company. I just watched this guy in a tracksuit jump over a set of, sta a set of chairs trying to get to the uh, desk right before the door closed, and it closed right in his face. Now he's walking by me. He's pissed, and he's out of breath, and he has Adidas pants on. It's like the Winter Olympics here in Phoenix at the U.S. Airways Terminal. Holy shit. It's like Tent City here. I've blown all my drinking money on, you know, neck pillows and $15 bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches. Some serious white boy problems I have. And I found out they don't serve fireball whiskey before noon at the airport. That's something I now know. 
Neil, N-E-A-L. Dave, two first names. Once again, if you're traveling to Honolulu on flight 692, please report to gate A13 immediately. Your flight is boarded and ready for an on-time departure. Once again, if you're traveling on flight 692 to Honolulu, please report to gate A13. Yeah, they switched that up. That's what, that was the original. And then I just called back, you know, an hour ago. And now I have one to Charlotte today. Like right, that's where I'm taking the bus. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... So did you... Um, I checked you in, and you are in what we call an oversold situation, where they are going to have to... HKN means you have a help, the person has held and confirmed reservation on the flight, but not an actual seat assignment. Ugh, they didn't tell me that. in that instance, they solicit for volunteers to come off to get customers to put yourself on. Now, all carriers are allowed to oversell their flights by a certain percentage to allow... So what are the odds I can get on? Shit, I just booked a, uh, I just booked a bus. So they got to get nine people off. I shouldn't have booked my bus. It's a disaster. Are you coming from LA? Oh, Salt Lake. With maintenance issues and then maintenance. It wasn't even storm stuff. It was maintenance, and then we got hit by fog. We just kept Why do they name there. storms for winter? Like now, I can't ever meet someone by the name Janice because I'm gonna hate her. <laughs> Janus. Why do they do that? Dude? Know, it's they sensationalize everything. Jeez, Janus. Not, not, I'll never, I'll never talk to a Janus again. Mess up my. I'm sorry. While we're chatting, I'm chatting. Do you mind? Uh, do you want me to go ahead and back, confirm you on 250 and then put you revenue standby on that flight? What are the odds revenue revenue standby gets on this flight? Because if I don't make this flight, then I, I don't want to miss the next flight. I know I want the... Oh, no, you'll be confirmed. There's, like, you'll have a definite seat at 2.50. I'm just wondering if I can get from Charlotte to the bus stop. How, how far is the airport from downtown? I know, that, I know, I'm, getting, I know I'm getting real specific. <laughs> I know. No, only because I want to make that bus, but I have a 940 bus. But if it's an 830 arrival, I have no checked-in stuff, I could be fine. Why don't I do that? Carmen San Diego here. Just I mean, I'm not going to like close. a funeral or a wedding, so. Close, you know. Janice is fucking my shit. Janice. Janus, J A N U S. That's not even how you spell Janice. I spelled the storm wrong. They always name it after a woman, too. I love it. Sorry? How many feet are they getting? Not even. Not even. I'll, I'll, I'll land the plane. I saw a flight. Yeah. And then for yours, did you want to do Charlotte? Or do you want to noodle? Want to noodle some more? Yeah, oh, noodling's great. I didn't know noodling was an option. You got a noodle, heck out of And you're fantastic. Can I still noodle in on that first standby with that booked? Once we put you confirmed on the other flight, then, you can't be then I'm like Then I'm in, like, the bad standby. They gave you an exit row, middle, and ten. It's really nice leg room, but it doesn't leave. And I understand. It's Janice's fault, but I'd rather, a bus is, I'd rather take a bus and get to New York than a hotel and not get to New York. <laughs> you going to New York? Yeah, I'm trying to. How long is that bus? It's an overnight bus, but um, it gets there. It gets there Wednesday at, like, 10 a.m. Really? 60 bucks. Really? From Charlotte. 
you know. But if you don't do that, you gotta, you're not going to get until Thursday. No, oh no, I didn't even consider that. That's probably a lot closer. Shit, why didn't you even ask about that? I'll, st I'll fly standby to Baltimore then. <laughs> Party of two. It's crazy, isn't it? I can't believe they didn't recommend Baltimore to me. I'm really ready to fly, drive from Florida and. I have more. So trust the monitor. How far is Baltimore from New York? Shit. Yeah, That's ridiculous. I've never said I wanted to go to Baltimore before, but... Well, well yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would work for me perfectly. Yeah. You're trying to get into the city? Yeah, well, my girl's from Baltimore, so I can stay there. Oh. Well, what time would the Baltimore arrive? Pretty early. You get to the city this evening. Yeah, and trains aren't going to be canceled like flights. Probably Trains are better than buses, too. This isn't on you guys, but I can't believe they didn't recommend Baltimore to me. Well, I didn't even think of Baltimore. I, I mean, no one wants to think of Baltimore, but... How far is Baltimore? From it's a quick train ride. I think you can get, I can and by quick, it's way better than 12 hours on a on an yeah, Oriental yeah. Pearl bus. You live in L.A. and you just visit, visiting New York? Yeah, I live in L.A. So you're on that 6.30 flight this morning? Yeah, early flight. I get they can't do anything about it, but like I, I think we all knew that Phoenix was gonna, we we're gonna get stuck in Phoenix. And I called this morning on the way to the airport, like thirty minutes. Like I called at six o'clock. But they're not gonna cancel ahead of, like New York. Like it's New York's call, as right. far as I'm concerned. So like I understand why they wouldn't cancel, but it's kind of like. Ugh. But I think at nine, probably New York would know. You know? I, my flight to Providence, Rhode Island, was canceled yesterday. So I, re so like oh, I, wow. so I had a little wiggle room, but. Yes. Yeah, I mean, what's this weather, what's, you know? It's Janice's fault. Is that, oh, is that what it is? Janice. Never gonna... Storm Janice. Storm, storm. storm Janice. They're just starting to name every storm now. It's part of your business. It is now. Janice. With J-A-N-U-S. Not even the way you spell Janice. It's terrible. It's a terrible storm. Janice. Terrible storm. And let's stop naming storms and making this, like, about ratings on the Weather Channel. That's what, you know what I mean? They label it. Yeah. I have a friend named Katrina. She's she's done. Every every person she meets, every single person she meets. Someone came up with an idea to name storms after like after like Wall Street execs that like were corrupt or like or like senators that corrupt. Wouldn't that be great? I love that. Storm Madoff, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a bad thing. What did Janice ever do? Did you have any storms named after you, Deb? Hurricane Deb rocks the nation. I said, no, I have a bus in North Carolina waiting for me. That's going to be real helpful. You should get like a drink card for every cancellation. The only thing I want to do in Baltimore is get out of Baltimore. That's all I want to do in Baltimore. Let me get a Ray Lewis jersey. Get out. It's a tweet. I'm going to tweet that. Do you have like, do you have like, Deb, do you have special clearance over the other? I feel like you can get more accomplished. They, to they told me to come to you. What do you, you have the special code? I, I can, I can, I have a different sign, computer sign, ah. and there are what, what we can do that agents can't do, what the supervisors can do that the agents can't do, is we can double book. Oh, okay. So I can leave you on that Charlotte flight oh. and book you. Oh my this, gosh! But oh. agents can't do that. I see. And and and, and the, we the agents used to be able to. When I was an agent, we used to be able to. But you're like head bouncer here. What's your name? I'm Jay Lee. Dave. Dave. Nice, nice to meet, to meet you. you. You have a Jake Gyllenhaal thing happening. 
Yeah, yeah. Adrian Brody more. Yeah. Even a Toby Maguire. Yeah, yeah, Toby Maguire. We did it. We did. You know what? But you can't tell him who he looks like. White guys can't do that. Yeah, no, can't. We can't do it. Even if you're like you're, you have a twin that looks like someone, I can't. Morally, I just spent sixty bucks on a bus, and I'm like, that sucks. For the next time. Man, you're a white dude. See? Is that how it works? Yeah. They, they change legislation for white people. <laughs> Things get... Movements happen. Movements happen. Yeah. I tweeted my displeasure. Like I said, my wife is in Honduras, which is sketchy. That sketchy, yeah. This place is sketchy. <laughs> Way sketchy. Sketchier than my mission. What? Some rough places in the capital. Mormon? You got, Mormons get married really young. Like, were you guys married, like... Yeah, let me guess. Tw- at 20. You guys got married at 20. I was, I was 20. No, I was 21, because I was on a mission. I didn't get That's a good guess. So, I was 21. And she was, like, 18? No, my wife was older. She was 25. Uh, oh, she's she older. Smart. I'm 28, and I haven't come close. But it's not like a, like a knock. I just... All over the place. I couldn't, like... I had a question about uh, some change. But it sucks. Like, it sucks when, like, you'll I'll do a gig or whatever, and I'm like, I, I go, go home to, like, four okay, dudes ahead. that I live with. He's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> How was your day, honey? The train. Yeah, it's my new best friend. You're joining the, the losers who can't get anywhere. <laughs> we're like a bad, we're like a bad, like, SNL sketch. Yeah, join us. No, we're, we're staying positive. I'm gonna get Deb to help you guys out. Deb, I'm telling you, she has she has all access. I'm in zone one. I just booked it. I think I'm sitting first class from Deb. Deb's got the keys to this airline. I'm trying to I'm I'm, I'm drowning and I'm trying to pull people down with me. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, don't jinx it. I need that Mormon look. Come on. What is it that cancels it? So, because I know when they start getting snow, what they do is they'll close the runway and then they'll plow it. Well, how close do we get before they open it so that someone can land or take off? And, then plow and they'll again. close another oh, they... one while they plow it. So oh, they'll so they'll stagger like. Plus, they can have they can let planes hang out. They do that. They'll just have the planes hanging out in the air doing circles. So I'm kind of like... like an Uber driver. I don't know what I'm gonna do with this bus. That's gonna that's gonna that's gonna be like a little thing that's just gonna itch me buying a stupid bus I didn't want and then I'm like why did I buy that stupid bus, so bus why didn't I wait the, to buy the, the bus, bus is in case you get this well this didn't exist in my reality when I bought the bus not one person of all the people I talked to said this was an option well, and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm walking away figure everything out my boy Jay Lee over here finds out that he's going to need and I'm like I don't never been to Baltimore but I know bought, ba- I know Baltimore peace of mind for 60 yeah but that peace of mind still it still, it still could get, and if it get, and it could get canceled, in which case, I'm just get refunded, or I just say it was a fraudulent charge. <laughs> I lost my uh, Amex. That actually makes sense. If I am like, look, I went from L.A. to Baltimore. Why would I buy a bus in Raleigh? What idiot would buy a bus in Raleigh? This fucking guy, absolutely. Jay Lee, I can't pull off shoes like that. If I wasn't going to snow, I wouldn't pull them off. I'm, I'm going to be in trouble. I wasn't ready for any little vans. These vans were not ready for New York puddles. Well, I was supposed to go to Rhode Island, and I had a, I had a winter jacket waiting for me. Uh, I had scheduled a nice winter jacket waiting for me at the airport. That's like, it's just my family. It was like, just bring me, because I, I left everything there. 
can don't think ahead. And uh, you don't have a coat? I got like a I got like a I got like a a jacket that'll work. I know this girl who travels. She has um like this stress card or whatever, so she has to travel with her dog. She got it. She like passed some test. It's almost like a weed card you get. You get like a stress card. So she gets to travel with her giant basset hound in the cabin. You think Deb could hook us up with some whiskey cards? Deb is gonna wave a wand. Deb's gonna hand serve it to us. When I walked in, the um, the whispers to me. He goes, "We're about to fly into a shit storm." <laughs> I was like, "Thank you, sir. Thank you for that." What were you doing out here? Oh, don't Okay. Reprogram. Good for you, man. Good to hear. Feel good? Uh, I have some tools to work with now. Great. Um, I do awesome. Good for you, man. Where are you from? You have an accent. I'm from Germany. Germany? Yeah. Nice. in Maryland. Oh, yeah? Frederick. Where in Germany are you from? I'm Bavaria, Munich area. Oh, yeah? Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. What are you traveling for? Oh, we are on vacation, just coming from Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii, yeah. Oh, uh, Hawaii all the way back to Baltimore. To Baltimore, yeah. Quite a, those quite are, a change. That's the, those, Baltimore to Hawaii might be the biggest culture shock. Yeah. Bullets to palm trees. Culture shock, yeah. <laughs> what brought you to... the greatest distance you can travel yeah, in the United States. Wow. <laughs> That's, so you've been flying... When was your first flight out of Hawaii? Yesterday? Uh, yeah, it leaves there at 11 o'clock at the time. Then in the morning? Yeah, no, 11 oh. p.m. Oh, and then so you jump. Yeah, it's six hours from Hawaii to Phoenix. and then you went, Oh, you went Hawaii straight to Phoenix and didn't go through? Yeah, no, it was straight flight, yeah. In your, in your, in your original uh, final destination is Baltimore? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we left from Baltimore. There's a couple of we us that have... hope to go back to Baltimore. Yeah, I hope you do too. Yeah. <laughs> Area. That's east of Berlin. Is that east? Where I'm from? No, no, it's far in the south. It's oh, it's south. Okay. Oh, okay. So you in Germany met an Iranian whose family's from the U.S. in '76. That's a that's a why. That's a. We married in '84. We married here. We moved to Germany. We moved back here. That's great. And how old are your kids? They're in their twenties. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-six, twenty-seven. Oh, nice. I'm twenty-eight. It's good that you can do a family trip with them at that age. Yeah, Hawaii was too tempting for them. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I can't make time to come home in the bad weather, but Hawaii. I can do Hawaii. What's your name? Joachim. Joachim? Mm-hmm. Dave. Nice Joachim is Dave. <laughs> Nothing funny about this, though. <laughs> Trying to. Trying to. I'm on my seventh flight today. I have a whole book of boarding passes. I didn't make any of them, but I kept on transferring to places that then canceled. I've been like riding this wave of rejection all day. Oh, trying to get to New York? Yeah. Uh, yeah, can you do a coffee, creamy sugar, and also, can I do an OJ as well? Uh, I'll let you get by that. Oh, thanks. No lids on an airplane, you know? No matter how you open the creamer, the pressure, it always explodes. Uh, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> it's like a bomb, you're like, wait to get Say that on the flight. I'm in the bathroom. Holy shit, it is hard to take a piss as a man. In a bathroom, you gotta hold the wall like Spider Man. Lean your forehead up against the ceiling. What advantage women have peeing sitting down? 
I just watched snakes on a plane last week. Now I'm afraid to pee. I'm afraid a snake's gonna crawl up the thing. voice journaling of this for my podcast is the most hipster thing to do. Jay Lee started a s- applause that no one picked up on when the plane landed. We're stuck in Baltimore looking for trains to New York, but someone said that they're all shut down, but we're going to go check it out anyway, and uh, cars are probably out of the option, and all buses are shut down heading to New York. So, we're shit out of luck. Our party's now four people. And they told us there's a nice observation deck in the airport if we have to stay here overnight. Couldn't get out of Baltimore fast enough. Did you think this Baltimore flight was going to make it? No. I didn't think we were going to make it. I swear to God. I I wrote a goodbye tweet. Yeah. I was going to send it once we went, when we were going down. Yeah, me too. I actually thought the thing was going When they told us to actually turn everything off. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I thought they were going to be like, and everyone lean to the left. (laughs) (laughs) Not with me on board with my slow clap. Thanks to you and your slow clap. Yeah, you were the first. It was a fast clap, though. It was, yeah, it was too fast. Well, what happened? It's like kindling. You need to, like, slowly light the fire. You just tried to blow the fireplace up. Here's the problem. When you hit. That's true. And it was like, it's not Black History Month yet. So we don't. We don't have to follow along with this. Clap yesterday, but. Yeah, Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Harriet Tubman. Thank you, Rosa Parks. And then we get to Baltimore, and the crusty old man tells us that that everything's canceled. Yeah. And we said, and like like a good millennial, we didn't listen to him. (laughs) And we showed up here, and we got our uh, train to New York. I love and hate the term millennial. I know it's so it's juicy a great, to say. Horrible thing. But it gives us it gives us access to be what they say we are. Right, as you do your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like this is so. Well, passenger terminal train number one ninety eight. This train has not departed out of Washington. Once this train departs out of Washington, that will be announcement. And I'm trying to apologize for the Come on, we can do it. We just got a thirty minute late warning. So we're sitting in wheelchairs, but there's no other seats. You think people are mad that we're in wheelchairs? Exactly. You only get mad when it's not your your choice, but, like, they're all stuck standing up. There's probably, like, 60 people in a 30-person train station right now. Oh, the train station's not staying open? We thought we had a train at 9.30 p.m., but it keeps on delaying, so we're just waiting. It's Rebecca... From Brooklyn, with her old school non-smartphone and old school rotary iPod, it's a Samsung slide. She's a sculptor, and she's in the good wheelchair. And I gave up the good wheelchair for the shitty. I'm such a gentleman. She's in the good Amtrak wheelchair, and we don't have much room to race these. But I think you would kick my ass in a race. You're like in the bobsled wheelchair. Mine's like the mine's the wheelchair that you take down the stairs. Like I'm in the stunt wheelchair. My wheelchair would beat yours in a game of chicken. I have the jousting wheelchair. Yours would beat mine in a flat forty. Although that baggy sweater, I don't know. You might get stuck in the spokes. True.
I have aerodynamics with my hoodie. You, you know what you, you know what you have that I don't. If we were racing outside, glasses. Those glasses are like key to your visibility. All right. Well, I'm losing steam, and I'm never wanted to be in Baltimore less than I do right now. But as soon as we get on that train, drink car. Does it think they have Fireball whiskey on the train? What's Mike's hard lemonade? I'll crush a Zima just to get on this pl- train. The sad part is, is I have a bus that I paid for in Charlotte that's heading to New York right now, and it's sixty dollars. A lot of angry people here. Hopefully, the next post or in New York. I've never wanted to be in Penn Station so bad. I want to chuck a snowball at a homeless man right now so bad. Excuse me, I have one more question. So I need candy tomorrow morning to buy tickets, all right? There's a mad Asian guy. MAP, mad Asian people. They're getting angry at the cripples. The key to sitting in a wheelchair is don't move your lower body. Because who's going to call you out? The moment you get out of the wheelchair, that's when you're fucked. Yeah, our legs look too athletic to be. We need jaundiced, like, Ken... Again, I was going to say Kenyan legs, but that's a bad, bad word choice. No one's going to want to listen to this. Unless, and I hate to say it, I die. In which case, this is a memoir of my last day. I wrote a joke, actually, today. Wait, what was it? Oh, <laughs> this is stupid. This is the one thing I did in the flight. Um, you ready for the joke? I want to be in a stable relationship, but I'm allergic to horses. No, not funny? I thought, is right? All right, okay. I feel like the delivery could be a little different. I don't know how. Getting critique from the sculptor. How about this? I'm in a stable relationship, which is hard, because I'm allergic to horses. Is that better? Try it both ways. I'll try it twice. I'll try it twice. I like, forget you heard the punchline. I was going to go bestiality with it, but that's. You don't want to. I was going to do bestiality, but I said nay. That's good, right? N E I G H, guys. What's happening? It's Jay Lee playing music. Leanne Le Havis. Stuck. Snow. My black ass. Amtrak station. Cold. Cold. Lonely. Lonely. Not so lonely. Not lonely. With friends. Rorschach test. Four. With the Amtrak club. Amtrak club. (laughs) Ride slow. Ride fast. It's a room full of people who don't. I'm about to rap for you. Go slow. Speed up. Room full of people don't know what's up. A bunch of dummies in the cold. We should have known better, but we were bold. Came to Baltimore, fucking dummy. I keep saying dummy because we're some dummies. <laughs> now we're sitting here looking funny. Wasted a bunch of money. Getting on the train. The weather's crummy. Fuck it, let's get drunk and get chummy. Bottoms up. Drink the bubbly. What's that? I don't know. Just a minor work at Amtrak. Real slow.
type it in the computer. Go, go. Go home. I'm going to sleep. Snort some blow. Get high. I'm out. Yo, that's Jay Lee spitting it real from the terminal at Amtrak Baltimore. Club Amtrak at the B. We're waiting on this train like I waited for my dad to show up to my Little League games. Is that too sad or is that too much? Too sad. <laughs> Hopefully one of them shows up. <laughs> I'll have a backpack at the station. Please come and claim your backpack. You guys are idiots. Pick up your damn backpack! Come get your backpack. I'm gonna miss her voice. We came outside, we're standing on the tracks, it's fucking cold as a well digger's asshole. And a bunch of fucking lemmings that we are, we all came outside waiting for this train. We clapped! We did Jay Lee did another slow clap. I know. God damn. Let me tell you. You got Uts. I'm eating, man. Kettle cooked. You got a Hebrew national hot dog. Thank you. And you got two jacks. And it's only 21 bucks. That's actually a pretty good deal. Listen, man. It could be worse. Train prices, you know. It could be worse. You could be stuck in that. It's a meal and a drink. I know. Richard, you're a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you. It's very nice to say. A few of us left. Few of us left. Times of turmoil. Yeah, yeah, you said yeah. that. It's very nice. Yeah, you know, a lot of you next, what are you going to get? Know, that red wine looks good. I know. Maybe I'll do... Could take a nap. Uh, sure. If you don't... Yeah, if I drink wine, I'll do it just nap. Maybe I should just do whiskey. It trains you more. You're all set. Nothing to sign. Oh, no. Keep me this. Say good things about him, Shaq. Will do. That's all I ask. Between all night. After her. All right. Oh. Decision time, right? I'll also do two to Jack. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you gonna get the Jaylee yeah. special? Oh yeah. no! She's a copycat. Yeah, <laughs> I just can't make up my own. Don't catch you with it. Ginger ale. Ginger ale would be great. Okay. I'm gonna get the same thing after her. Okay. Oh, now you're a copycat. Another copycat. Yeah. yeah. Can I also? Get if the name broke, I'll fix it. Okay. How long is this uh, trip? Do you know? You going to New York City? Yeah. Well, we left Washington an hour late, and we're due in at uh, 1.50 a.m., so projected 2.50 a.m. Nah, not bad. Just in time for last call. I don't know if we'll lose some more, but no yeah, rush. I bet we'll be about right. So to recap this long journey, um, Jay Lee ended up buying us more whiskey shots, and um, we just drank until we arrived in Penn Station. And like all good things, we slowly just exited the train and went back on with our lives. But it was an interesting day. We met some cool people. And um, we made the best out of a kind of shitty situation. And I guess that's the thing I took from it. We made a little breakfast club, part two, the Amtrak club. And uh, I don't know, maybe we'll stay in touch, maybe we won't. But it was fun. Thanks for listening.